Howdy, y'all, and welcome to the Linton Daily Grind with your hosts, John Spencer and Carla Cocker. Get ready to brew your brain and sharpen your wit as we'll give you a rundown on today's date, share some interesting historical facts, and then toss out a few random musings just to get your brain gears turning this morning. Plus, I'll offer up some thoughts to ponder on your walk with Jesus. So grab a mug of your favorite brew and let's get this show on the road. Carla, happy Friday. Favorite words to say on the Daily Grind. Oh, we made happy it Friday, week. John. Happy Friday, Daily Grind. Happy Friday. Yes. And it's Friday. It's our last day of the week to brew your brain and sharpen your wit. And on this date in 1893, Rudolf Diesel received the German patent for his engine that bears his name. The diesel oh, engine. The diesel engine. Um, I just recently finished a book that I'm going to just recommend to everybody in the Daily Grind. Uh, Douglas Brunt wrote the book, The Mysterious Case of Rudolph Diesel. Oh. His life and times and the people that he interacted with uh, and were his peers in history and world events. It's just astounding. And there's still a mystery as to what actually ever happened um, to Rudolf Diesel. So yeah, oh. the mysterious case of Rudolf Diesel worth okay. a read, check okay. it out. You won't be disappointed on this date in 1945, American Marines lifted the flag at Iwo Jima. Oh, I love that. Yep. That image. Got it. And February 23rd, 1964, is the birthday of Agent Dana Scully of oh. the X-Files. Okay. <laughs> she the just did. <gasps> the truth is out there. Um, on this date in 1991, the ground war began in Iraq's Operation Desert Storm. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. When we were bombarding for a while, but the yeah. ground award, 1991. And on this date in 1997, scientists announced the first successful cloning of an animal, a little lamb named Dolly. I remember mesmerizing yep. and terrifying and joyful yes, all, at the, same time. all at the same time. Yes. Wow. Amazed. What? Why? I know. Yeah. So, did you guys never read Mary Shelley's Frankenstein? Right. <laughs> Just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do it. Oh. So, February 23rd is Dog Biscuit Appreciation Day. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nod to the Dog Biscuit. It's National Banana Bread Day. Oh, I do sense. love banana bread. Yes. yes. It is Rationalization Day. Oh, okay. Which is handy because I could usually rationalize having a second slice of banana bread. Exactly. It is Single Tasking Day. As opposed to multitasking. Multitasking, okay. yes. One at a um, time. Okay. I'm, I'm in a meeting with uh, somebody at the college who inevitably will say, oh, I'm sorry. Could you repeat that? Because I was multitasking. To which mm -hmm. I usually will say, I don't think you were. <laughs> <laughs> right? 
Or I wouldn't be repeating it. <laughs> He's probably like, I, <laughs> nope, you weren't. <laughs> Just thought you were. <laughs> you, you were. You were single tasking, oh, while you should goodness. have been this tasking. You were right. that tasking. <gasps> and it's World Understanding and Peace Day. I'm oh, all okay. in. That all in good. on that. And that's that time on the daily grind to sharpen your wit. Albert Einstein is quoted as saying, an empty stomach is not a good political advisor. Okay. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. No, don't be reactionary. Yes. It's also never a good idea to go grocery shopping if you're hungry. Right. You don't make good decisions. No. Carla, the biggest film of 1977 was Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. I remember very I well. Do. Just mind-blowing. <laughs> Never Can't, seen anything like that. could not believe what you just witnessed. It was just like, what just happened? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Carla, a group of small G gods is called a pantheon. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Any five consecutive months, except February, will always add up to 153 days. Oh, don't you just love numbers? Okay. I, I love yeah. that. Okay. I know. Threw that in there just for you this Thank Friday. You. Thank you. Speedo originated in 1914 under the brand name Fortitude. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. But it became known by its now famous brand name in 1928 but i guarantee you the 1914 speedo probably looked like a scuba (laughs) suit where like you couldn't bear skin in fact if you had probably been able to travel back in time and show the speedo folks they'd have put you in jail a speedo from our day i don't know what would have happened jeanette rankin is the first congresswoman who served just two non-consecutive terms. She served a term that started in 1917, and she served a term that started in 1941. Whoa. That in itself is just amazing, but this is what really sets her apart. She is the only person to have voted against the declaration of war for both World War One and World War Two. Whoa! How about <laughs> that? That's crazy. I know. That's crazy. There you go. I finally discovered this. Maybe you've all known it, and I'm the late one to the party, <laughs> so indulge me. But sliced bread was invented in 1928. I did not know that. And it was referred to as the best thing since bagged bread. Bagged bread. <laughs> okay, then. Because that was the cool thing. Oh, we can put bread in a bag and it will stay fresh. And that is the, the most amazing thing until somebody said, how about if Let's I slice it first up. and then put it in there? Wow. Okay. And, and now we say, that's the best thing since sliced bread but before that it was bagged bagged bread bread. all right i like it i'm gonna leave this friday sharpening your wit with a little bit of 
really homage to Sam Houston and a little Texas trivia. Sam Houston is the only person, the only person to be elected governor of two different states. He was the governor of Tennessee. I and didn't know he that. Was, and he was the governor of Texas. Okay, I did know that. Now, he that? actually, he's held a whole bunch of other offices, too. So, yes. you know, he helped organize the Texas provisional government and was elected yes. as the top-ranking official of the Texas Army. So he yes. was the general of the Texas Army, led the Texas Army to victory at the Battle of San Jacinto, uh, that decisive battle that won our independence from Mexico. But he served as the first and the third president of the Republic of Texas. Yes. And was one of the first two individuals to represent Texas in the United States Senate. As well as serving as the sixth governor of Tennessee and the seventh governor of Texas. And again, the only person ever in history to be elected governor of two different states in the United States. I just love that. He was quite a guy. For he was sure. quite a guy. Hey, and now it's that time on the Daily Grind to enrich your faith. And we will have a much shorter version because we've already rehashed it. Maurice and I recorded this podcast. Well, actually, we talked through this podcast. Somebody in the studios, I'll have to talk to my producer. Oh, wait, that's me. Forgot to oh. hit the record button. So now. <laughs> oh, my gosh, John. So we're going to we're going to go back over real quick. We're going to have to re-record, John Lewis. Can you? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so we're going to do a quick recount of. So, again, we're in Second Samuel um, chapters five and seven. And just for brevity's sake i'm just gonna say here's what you got to know um at this point david is the second king of israel he ruled about uh 1000 bc the events that are we're looking at in these two chapters really focus on david's uh, consolidation of power as he establishes jerusalem as his capital of israel um, jerusalem was a Jebusite stronghold and David uh, won it among a lot of his victories. And it's a good strategic location. Um, it's got natural defenses and it's going to be the place where the temple eventually shows up. And then in seven, we are going to encounter this really pivotal moment where the prophet Nathan conveys God's promise of a everlasting covenant uh, with King David. So that's just kind of setting the, backdrop and uh, context. I, I will say this too, leading up to this point, we've had the Amalekites defeat Saul and his army and Saul takes his own life. Uh, they kind of lie to David about killing him and he kills them. I mean, you know, that's how they did stuff. Saul's other son, Ishbosheth, through the next kept several chapters divides the kingdom so david's anointed king over judah the other tribes anoint saul's son uh, he's eventually assassinated and betrayed and david then unites the entire kingdom and is anointed so maritza 
yes. jumped out at you out of chapters five and seven and six if you want to i know you read everything in between of course i read you there's a really good story in six you almost had me pass over that john I knew so of course of course i was um okay so chapter five david is king he's been he's got his kingship he's been anointed he's uh what is it uh anointed king yeah second he conquers jerusalem good for him and victory over the philistines and then six is the ark's journey and that's when david attempts to bring the ark over to jerusalem but he failed at that and Uzaz dies because he tried to catch the covenant or the ark and god was like no 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 don't touch me and then they let it sit with uh obed edom and his house yeah they're like uh maybe yeah. we don't want this ark so bad for three months they leave it <laughs> yeah. there for three months and then david realized like, okay okay it's safe we'll go ahead and bring it back uh to the city of david and then david parties he celebrates he's just like i'm so excited he lets all his uh, i guess the servants and his people see him dressed in i mean what what is that i guess i mean not his kingly wear would it be like peasants clothes what does yeah, it say here linen he's linen. there like a yeah. like his garment and then his wife gets really upset about it because she's like what are you doing you're just doing this dancing and she doesn't agree with the way he's expressing his faith and uh dave is like but this is how i get to show my love to god and i'm okay with this and you should be okay with this but then it goes from there and this is the most pivotal chapter, John, because I made an observation and I'm pretty sure that I was spot on, especially since this is our second take. Um, <laughs> David wants to build a temple. Mm -hmm. His son, Nathan, gets spoken to by God the, saying the prophet, the prophet. The prophet yeah, sorry, the prophet, Nathan. And God says, no, no, no. Tell David, don't build that temple. And he's like, why? And this part, John. Because it says, once he is, is done the people, I will set up after you your offspring who shall be born to you, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be his father, and he shall be my son. When he commits iniquity, I will chasten him with the rod of men and with the stripes of the sons of men. By my mercy and loving kindness shall not depart from him as I took from Saul, whom I took away from before you. And I think that this is a reference to Jesus. Oh, yeah. Bingo. Ding, 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 ding. Yes. So this is a huge covenant because on this one, he's telling David, don't worry. You don't have to worry about anything that is happening with yep. your legacy, with your with your uh, offsprings. I got you. You're the king, I mean, but I have, I will have my, my son do the other part. Cause it's this, yeah. I mean, Nathan comes and tells him, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna convey a promise of an everlasting dynasty to you, David. And mm -hmm. it is establishing a royal lineage that's going to culminate in the birth of Jesus. Who's going to be the ultimate fulfillment of that promise. Who's going to have a kingdom that doesn't end. 
and and what we'll find is that through his kingdom it goes back to even abraham's covenantal promise to say through you all nations of the world will be blessed because jesus is going to show up and go nope the kingdom's not geopolitical you know it's about bringing god's rule and reign in and there's not going to be a physical temple because my spirit's going to dwell with people and they're going to be my temple and so it's us who have put our faith and trust uh, in Jesus and have the Holy Spirit, it's our role to bring about God's presence on this earth. And I, it's just mind-boggling. So I this is already the this is already our one, two, three, fourth, like fifth covenant? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right? God is making some promises and some mm-hmm. promises. Yeah. He's fulfilling them every time. I mean, it takes hundreds of years and sometimes thousands, but yes. it's happening. <laughs> Like this one, man, this one's going to be three years coming. I mean, 3,000 years coming. Oh, really? David's ruling about 1,000 BC, and Jesus is going to show up, well, where we stop counting time. So, you know. Oh, I didn't realize that's how far of a gap that was. Yeah, 2,000 years back to the birth of Jesus, and then 1,000 years back to David. So, oh, I'm sorry. So it's going to take 1,000 years to fulfill. Um, We're still going to be receiving it 2000 years later regard disregard oh, wow. everything i said about my math so <laughs> we're we're three we're 3000 years removed from david gotcha. jesus was just a thousand just a thousand. okay oh just just just, just a thousand blink of an eye now i think it's kind of cool too to think about that whole tragic incident this is such a weird story at the ark but it's one of those things of sometimes we can think we're doing a good thing but if we're not in obedience man we will cause problems because there was a there was a way you were supposed to transport the ark and they just ignored all that i will just put it on a cart and man it backfired yeah there's always consequences so yep you gotta ask there's a reason why you do it if you don't know ask the question that's also in the workplace if you don't know how it's done just ask the question And I like the fact that David is this paradox of people. You know, in the passages, you know, God tells him, even in his covenant, you know, I brought you from the fields where you were, you know, looking over sheep to now you're going to be the king of my people. But you have David who was this shepherd, who was this amazing warrior, who is this king, who is a poet, who is a, you know, musician. And he's a man after God's own heart. And a lot of those, when you just kind of look at it, you're going to go, man, some of those really seem at odds with each other. I mean, they seem like paradoxical at times. And I I love that David had this desire to go, I want to have conquered this city. I want to make it the capital. And I want to have God's temple here. And Nathan kind of says, yeah, yeah, God's going to have a temple here, but you are not going to be the one to build it. And David could have thrown a fit over that. Mm-hmm. But he still had a response, you know, I think that's so overwhelming because it, it, his passion for worship and praise really kind of set the tone for saying, okay, I, what I really want to try to do is be obedient. So, uh, and I think David is this guy who has all kinds of flaws, you know? Well, yeah, well, and I know that we have uh, talked about this before, but I didn't realize that. I mean, okay, 
So, but it is confirmed that he is referencing Jesus. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus is going to be that spiritual, he's full of kindness, full of love, as opposed to David. David couldn't be that person because David was in wars. He was in battles. He has blood stained on his hands, even though it was for the work of God, he was not like as pure as his son is about to be. Um, and, and so it's, that's that divine world that he is that divine kingdom that he is creating as opposed to the earthly kingdom that his David descendant. is overseeing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. And it is really this kind of parallel between David's like earthly kingdom dynasty and then the eternal kingdom that Jesus is going to establish. But God is connecting those two and he's been doing that. It's been his plan ever since he called Abram out of his home to go to a place that he would show him, you mm-hmm. know, is how that story plays out. So, but this one says God spoke to the prophet Nathan. He didn't send an angel this time. No, he talks to Nathan. Nathan, so we will, we will, I know in our reading plan, we had, I kind of talked about going into Kings and looking at Solomon. I think there's a few more stories of David I want us to look at first. Um, Nathan's going to play another key role in one of these. Um, but next Friday, we'll just read chapter 9 of Second Samuel and just kind of spend some time looking at the story of David and Mephibosheth. Oh, say it again. <laughs> Don't make me say it again. It's like the hardest word, Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth? Oh my gosh, I'm, lo- yeah. I'm looking at the spelling. I, w- I would have never, I would have never, ever pronounced that word the way you just, oh my gosh. It's like tabernacle. That's that's on the list. All these. Well, I and you will know, say, you know that I'm going to read yeah. chapter eight too. Of course. I know you will. Okay. And if you got things in there, point them out. But I would, you know, for me, uh, I would just go. You're, this whole first part up to chapter seven in Second Samuel just illustrate a lot of. There's some complex political, religious, and personal dynamics that are going on there with David and people, but it's setting up his reign, and I think it really highlights a theme of. Uh, there's some leadership that's brought out. There's loyalty. There's justice, but most of all, there's just the sovereignty of God throughout all these narratives. Um, and I hope you're seeing in the subplots and the arcs that this whole story that we started back in Genesis, uh, continues to kind of connect and weave itself. Like they're not disconnected, but they're all involving real people that have Mm -hmm. real tensions. And what I love about David is that he is this man after God's own heart, but he's a, he's a guy. He's like you and me, he's broken, he's flawed. He makes mistakes, but he is somebody who is quick to repent of those and he's also really quick to uh rely on god for um guidance provision and guidance you know and i love and that. and truly and truly that obedience and and talk about faith and that's always one of those things that it's it's like i know it's a reoccurring message that's been within the the bible is just that obedience and faith you like just trust you have to trust that what God is saying that there's a plan. It may not be what you expect, but there's always a greater purpose. And David shows over and over again that he's like, I understand. I understand that there's a purpose because you're right. You said it. 
David could have been like, oh, you're going to have somebody else build you your temple. You're going to anoint somebody else to be your son. I thought you loved me the most. I thought I was and, the guy. And, you know, it's not like that. He Instead, he's just like, okay, I get, I get it. I understand what I'm supposed to do for you. And, and you know, I'm, and I, and I just imagine him sitting there going like being a little apologetic. Like, saying, I'm sorry, I couldn't be the other person, but thank you for trusting me with this, with this part of my, I guess his journey. And I will say that just like reading the, this chapters and, and where we started, cause we started in Abraham. That's where you started me all the way here. It's interesting to see how everything is unfolding. Every single part, everything is coming together where it's leading to, I mean, it's obviously leading to the new Testament and you start seeing those glimpses and the foreshadowing that has happened. I mean, it is amazing and not to be disrespectful to the divine book right here. It was just, um, no, it's an interesting that's story. Not disrespectful. I, to me, I think that drama, again, I think if you were just going to, somebody's going to make up a story, everybody would have been ideal. Every mm-hmm. would have, everybody would be historic and, and nearly flawless, but they're not, they are, they are real folk, you know, mm-hmm. and some of them are pretty amazing in what they do. And some of them are just absolute jack wagons and God's going, uh, it's it's about my grace. It's about me using people, and and so you see the 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 missteps as well as the victories, and it all plays out. So, mm-hmm. uh, and to me, it's really good stories. And I'm so glad we went back and and like didn't skip over when you go. I don't know that I've ever heard the whole story of David and Goliath, and I'm yeah. like, oh, you got to hear that story because that's like that is the. You, I love how you said it. I mean, that is the quintessential underdog story. It is. It is. And I'm so glad that I finally know what the actual story is. And I've already repeated it like three times. I even told my husband, I said, hey, did you know that this happened? You know, he cuts his head off too. And John goes, I don't remember that part of the story, but okay, cool. (laughs) Yeah. David showed everybody he knew how to get ahead. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's still funny, John. It's still funny. but yeah i'm interested to see how david's continues to to move along i have i have a good feeling about him right now so we will see that he has some highs that you just want to go wow that's amazing and then he will have some are you kidding me moments Hmm. um and some some struggle is going to show up too because he's already having a little bit of issues with uh, multiple wives and concubines and his family life is going to, some of that stuff's going to play out a little bit later. But I think I love the fact that you nailed to me. We were looking at the key takeaways. Of this story or one that David consolidated the kingdom set up Jerusalem as the capital and then had Nathan promise, you know, this covenant that would be fulfilled ultimately Um you know, in Jesus and mm-hmm. that, you know, that's kind of the boom, man, you get that. And that he, and that God has made several and he continues to make and fulfill those promises. So, I mean, to me, you know, it's this window into all the historical cultural context of Israel, but it, to me, they're just, this is an amazing story of, God continuing to want to ultimately bless all of the world 
And, you know, so as we just keep on this journey, you know, I think we ought to go, man, I love David's passion for worship and um, that he prioritized and really wanted to be uh, obedient and in that kind of right relationship with Yahweh. So, hey, I will give you the closing kind of uh, last word on this, Maritza. Well, I will say this is that reading this is just a reminder about patience and timing um, and that sometimes Mm. we don't understand what God's plans are and they may not be what we expect, but there's always a greater purpose because obviously these covenants that he's creating ultimately leads to where the Bible will take us um, when it's time for, I guess, Jesus's reign. And we just have to trust we have to trust this, his, uh, his plan. Oh, and also, uh, before making a decision, seek God's guidance, because otherwise you're going to make a mistake touching the covenant or touching the ark um, where you think you're doing something good, but maybe maybe it's not exactly what you should be doing. So, but not doing it the right way, even though not your doing the right intentions way. were good. Yeah, yeah. still seek God's problems. guidance because that's definitely going to be cool. Well, Daily Grind Nation, thanks for joining us on another Friday. Maritza, as always, thanks for joining me. Um, I, I just, I, I can never express enough how indebted I am to how re-energized I have become in reading the Old Testament with you is just so cool. Well, and thank you for letting me be a part of this journey or following me and or walking alongside me uh, as we navigate this together, because it really has been interesting. If I'm learning so much, I have a, a newfound respect for it. I don't feel so angry all the time. And I think it's just because I'm 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 reading it with a different heart right now. Yeah. And so everybody. We will have a new episode of The Daily Grind next Monday. Join us then. In the meantime, have a great weekend. And know that next Friday, you want to read ahead. We're going to be in 2 Samuel chapter 9. If you want to read 8 on your way there, that would be great too. Uh, So that's where we are. Grace and peace to everybody in the name of Jesus. Amen.